Hey guys, welcome back to Skin Talk with Lo and Faith. We are super excited today to give you episode five. And last week we talked a little bit about hyperpigmentation. A lot of these episodes, we've talked a lot about concerns and different things in the aesthetics world. Mm -hmm. Today we're just excited to chit chat about things that are going in on our lives and our business and um, just get to know you guys. Faith has something really big coming up. Fun. I pushed really hard for us to make this an episode <laughs> because I just feel like a lot of people probably deal with this mm-hmm. issue that Faith is dealing with, and like I want other people to like know about it, and I want to know about it too. Yeah. So, so I feel like this will you're one. gonna kind of uh, be the question answer this time because I'm just here, yeah, to answer whatever um, something that you want to know about, kind of get out there. It's yeah. just kind of like an off-topic day. Um, we can kind of talk about what I'm going through, what I'm going to be doing. Um, our businesses, what's going on with that, like anything new we have coming up. Yeah. I mean, even outside of the business, like your music, anything yeah. like that. Just kind of chit-chat today. Yeah. Kind of get it all out there. So. Yeah. Yeah, so as this is filming, I will probably be in bed recovering, resting. Right. Um, I have a septoplasty coming up. This is filmed, what's today? Today's uh, Thursday. Today's a Thursday. The whatever and- it is. And I have surgery tomorrow. Yes. The, tomorrow. Tomorrow's the 30th. So yeah. today's the 29th, yeah. Tomorrow midday. Um, so I don't really know what. Yeah, so like why. want to dive in. Why, like why are you getting the surgery? What made you want to actually like reach out and get it? And like what is the surgery for? Is it cosmetic or is it yeah. like a medical reason? So septoplasty is the medical side um, I know a lot of people are more familiar with the term like rhinoplasties right. when it comes to the cosmetic side. I'm not getting a nose job. That's what like a, a rhinoplasty is. I'm getting a septoplasty where they go in and like fix some issues that I'm having with mm-hmm. my nose. I've had since I can't remember as like a kid. Yeah. Um, it's gotten worse over the years. So it's kind of something that I'm finally addressing and like getting fixed. Um, it's pretty, it's as extensive as a rhinoplasty. It's just not reshaping the outer nose right like you're you're when you come back on the next episode you're not gonna look like your nose isn't gonna look no too it's much not gonna different. look any different um i may have some bruising and like scarring still but there's nothing crazy like it's not changing the shape of my nose right um although i would appreciate that right, you wouldn't mind but it's just not do a little extra <laughs> yeah you can kind of chop that a little bump off i was gonna um, ask you like i know you said something about that bump that you have in your nose so after your consultation did you learn that that won't go away no or? it wasn't ever something that like i had um, an expectation of going uh-huh. away um this is solely to fix my breathing problem yeah um i know that um i mean there's other things that i've had issues with but breathing is probably one of the biggest ones mm-hmm. um i've always sounded nasally i've hated that mm-hmm. um and a part of that is contributed to me literally having a septum that is sideways so is that what off. a deviated septum is yeah so your septum if you stick your fingers in your nose should be right here Up in the middle straight, yeah. yeah you should feel it on both sides mine i don't feel it on this side and it's completely cut off on wow. this side like it just goes all the mm-hmm. way to just the right side yeah so it's completely cut off it makes everything hard from talking to eating to working out anything like even that. probably sleeping at night maybe mm-hmm. like breathing oh yeah like, like i'm definitely like an open mouth breather when uh-huh. i have stuffy noses because i just can't breathe i've had times where and i also deal with allergies right so i bet your so allergies it are like 10 times worse, worse. Yeah. it makes it 10 times worse and um yeah like i've had to stop chewing my food to, to take breathe. a breath or wow. brushing my teeth to take a breath wow. um also i get really severe like headaches 
that are caused by like sinus infections that are more common when you have a deviated septum. Okay. So um, that's like probably I probably have daily headaches. Wow. From that, so I'm hoping that will subside a little bit soon. Wow. So those are the biggest concerns. Right. So just one little simple thing that you kind of think is just like yeah, your nose is a little bit off to the side, just like yeah. affects everything. And I didn't realize that was the issue. Um, until my last pregnancy where it got so bad, I just couldn't do anything. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't yeah. talk anything. So I finally like went and got it checked out and they were like, yeah, no, that's like messed up. Yeah. Um, and then I finally have now had the time. My daughter is nine months old and I've finally. You're finally able to like finally, say, all right, I'm getting this done. Yeah. I needed like the days off, like yeah. just to be able to take time to be able to recover and do things like that. And it's not a crazy recovery process. Um, a couple of days to a week. Okay. So. But what, so a couple of days to a week, you won't experience pain or will the pain and bruising be gone or? Um, from what I've heard, pain is to each their own. Um, but obviously the first day is going to be the, probably the worst yeah. and then it'll probably taper off from there. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. I can get back to whatever I'm doing, probably taking clients in like three to four days. Okay. So it's not too expensive. Yeah. I've seen some people and mind you, I know you follow her like aesthetics by Sakina or Sakina. Mm-hmm. And she got, like, a whole neck lift and a nose job and all these other things. Yeah. And her face was so yeah. bruised. I mean, it literally looked like someone, like, attacked her. Yeah. Not in a not in a mean <laughs> way. Like, that's this is result. This is what happens when mm-hmm. you get a it's really surgery. Different. It's expected, but. It's really different per person. Um, I have a close friend that has had a actual nose job and rhinoplasty and mm-hmm. um, swelling, bruising for a while. Swelling is probably the most common thing that sticks the longest for right. people. Um, but it typically is not noticeable for everybody else. It's right. usually for you, especially if it's a cosmetic yeah. um, procedure. You're going to see, like, I don't see my full results yet because you have a lot of the swelling. Right. Um, but it's nothing too, like, crazy that people are going to see. You're, like, eye bruising, and they're going to make the incision, like, underneath my nose area. So, that's so it won't be too noticeable. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll just be right in there. Yeah. So do they only go in there or do they like kind of like go into the, like, do you know like where they're actually like? I don't know exactly what they'll be doing. I do know that like the first opinion that I got, they sent me to somebody more specialized. Oh, because they were like, we do deviate, they deviate symptoms, but your symptom is deviated. Yeah, he told me, he was like, I love doing these and stuff, but I just don't, because the way mine is messed up, they need somebody more extensive because if they do it wrong, they can collapse my nose some like so you would just have like a nothing it would be yeah it would mess up even more so that's why somebody's gonna actually go in there and like reconstruct everything wow that's so crazy that's so crazy so is it something that like when you are getting the surgery it was like a no you eventually you definitely have to have the surgery or is it something you can live with it's something you can live with but it's it's just it's it's very life. annoying, and especially yeah. me being in the gym every day now. It's mm. it's like my endurance is – it could be up here, but right now it's right here because I just can't properly – I know what I should be doing and how I should be breathing, but it, I can't execute it. I feel you. I'm definitely not anywhere close to the same. Mm-hmm. I have sports-induced asthma, and I used to run a lot more, like doing 10Ks, 5Ks, stuff yeah. like that. And I would notice, like, when I ran, maybe – half a mile into it it's not like i don't know how to breathe or i'm running your body can still go yeah my Mm -hmm. body that's why i told the doctor like 
my body can still go, mm-hmm. but my lungs is saying no. That's how it no. feels for me. It's like <laughs> mentally and physically, I got this, but I just like feel, and it makes it so much harder to breathe. I don't know if you've ever tried to like straight breathe in and out of your mouth, but yeah. it makes you exhausted. Like I bet exhausted. it takes way more energy. I'm sure, like just to probably use your diaphragm more mm-hmm. and just like all those extra things. It's like taxing. You're probably like more panty. Yeah, I know you're super excited probably to get the surgery, but. Hmm. How how do you feel, I guess, as a whole? I know you're excited for the results. I'm fine. This is actually my first ever procedure, so I I just have anxiety about being under. That's not like, if you could do this procedure with me being awake, I would do it. But, like, um... That's so scary. Like, (laughs) I've had... I've had things cut out of my lip for, like, something that I had, and, like, they offered. They were like, some people, like, you can be put under if you want. I'm like... That seems unnecessary. I like, went under for just my local wisdom anesthesia. Teeth, no, like local anesthesia, do no, it. Like cut it out. I'm perfectly fine no. with that. So if you could do my septoplasty with local anesthesia, I would. Because so it's they, just my anxiety about like I've never been under anesthesia, so will I have a reaction? And I think the more um, research I've done on it, like the lesser my anxiety, like good, my anxiety good, good. spiked up and then went down. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Like, I was scared, like, oh, what if I have a deadly reaction to this? But that's something that, like, the more research I did is something that um, is very rare, um, induced by some medical condition or whatever that they did. And also, it's very unlikely that you will have a reaction and, like, the anesthesiologist won't be able to correct whatever you need. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not like they just have the surgeon giving you the anesthetics and then, like, they're going in for surgery. Like, there's a whole person that their sole job is to sit there and watch you, watch your vitals Mm -hmm. and, like, know how much you're getting and so So I'm sure it'll be And it's only about, like, an hour, hour and 15 surgery. Okay. When I got my wisdom teeth removed... I don't know how long it took, but I definitely, like, went under. Yeah. And first of all, like, I would have not been able to do it under local anesthesia because some of them they actually had to, like, cut and extract out. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm definitely <laughs> all for, like, put me I'll the be F fine. out. Like, once I go through this, I think anything in the future will be fine. It was just, it's just the anxiety of, like, I've never done this before, so... No, I don't have anything in my family or history. I yeah. don't have any medical problems. But like, like, what's going to happen what just in case? if? Yeah. What if? Just, yeah, so. But. You should tell your husband to video record you, like, once you've woken he up. He won't be it's, with me. It'll be my mom. You need to tell your mom to record yeah. you. It's funny. <laughs> I hate. That's also the thing, like, <laughs> I'm also the kind of person that's like, all right, so, like, whatever the least amount of drugs you can give me, give me. Right. Because, like, I don't like to be loopy. Yeah. I don't like to be anything like that. Even when I had... Both of my kids. With my daughter, I didn't have anything that made me, like, loop or anything. Mm-hmm. But with my son, they gave me something after after I pushed him out, after I pushed the placenta out. They were, like, going back in to, like, scrape the rest, everything yeah. just to prevent any, um, like, clotting and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and hemorrhaging and stuff like that. And they gave me something. And I don't know what it was, but it, it was like, they're like, you're going to feel drunk for like an hour or two. And mind you, I've never. That might be like a preemie thing. Because I've never I had been the drunk a day in my life. Thing. I don't get. Yeah, you're messed like, so what up. does that mean? <laughs> no, but it was just the worst feeling though. Like people were talking to me and I was. Yeah. This has. I think it might be a preemie you. thing. Because I, I had a similar thing, and when I went, I wanted to go see my daughter mm-hmm. in the NICU, and you know, I don't know if you forced them, but like when you first have them, they're like, you need to rest, and yeah. we'll take your kid down there. No, I definitely and rolled down there the day. <laughs> girl, I literally, they were like, don't stand up. 
I didn't and stand up. They rolled me, but see, they refused to let me go, so I did stand up. I was like, "Y'all got me messed I, up." I, I was stood up and like went to walk, and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, okay, fine, fine, fine. We'll take you to see your daughter. We'll take you to see your daughter." And <laughs> listen, they're like, if you don't me take down. me, I'm going. Nah, like for real. I was literally yeah. like, "I don't know what y'all think this is, but I didn't carry yeah. this little girl for nine months for y'all <laughs> for to y'all like take tell me and give it a couple hours." Yeah. And so I went down, and they were like, "You're gonna." They said the same thing before, like, "You're gonna feel loopy. You might throw yeah. up." And literally, I had, like, you know, the little pan they give you. And I, like, looked over at Briley, and I saw her. And then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't like, that. It was just, like, wind. Because, like, she was elbow deep, mm. it felt like. Like, I didn't have any medication with him giving birth. Um, Not even, like, the steroids and stuff like that? Or was it, like, so emergency you didn't get to I just didn't have, like, an epidural. Oh, okay. They I forced me to get an epidural. Really? But I they had preeclampsia, and my and the reason yeah. I had to get it was, like, my blood pressure continued to rise with the pain. And like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I opted out of it because um, contractions and uh, laboring part of birth doesn't – it obviously is not fun, but it wasn't unbearable for me. Yeah, so, and it, I hear it just goes by so much faster without an epidural. Uh, like, because you I can don't, feel, like – you know, like I pushed my daughter push. out faster than him. But you got an epidural with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got an epidural with her solely because I wanted to like rest. And also with him, the laboring part wasn't bad. But like actually pushing him out, and he was tiny, three pounds, but it still felt like everything was gonna like, explode and rip. Like especially at the crowning part. Yeah. So with her, I was like, I just wanna you know skip what? that part. I'm gonna go yeah, into that epidural. So, but then I got it. Try to sleep, and then. Like, three in the morning, I had her. So oh, wow. I didn't... I was in the hospital for two-plus days with him, so... Yeah, because you had more complications. They were trying to keep him in. Yeah, I, that's what they did for me, too. <laughs> like, I went, and basically my grandma, like, demanded, if y'all don't do another sonogram to see about these fluids, then yeah. I will slaughter this whole <laughs> hospital. Because I was begging, okay. and they were like, no, we're not going to do one. You're fine. And then they were like, oh... We have to emergency style take you to like the urgent care for the maternity wing. And I probably stayed there for like a day and a half. I got like two series of steroid shots and they I think it's three that they want to give you. And then they were like, no, we can't keep her in any longer. You have to deliver her. Yeah, yeah, they definitely try to give you a certain amount of, like, steroid shots to help their lungs develop. Develop before, which was good. Like, she luckily, like, came out. And was only under, like, a jaundice lamp for, like, Which is, that's two really days good. or something. Like, that's she really wasn't good. under there for too long. And I was really thankful that, like, obviously there was complications and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, easy ones, I guess. Like, I, you dealt with so much more. Like, I yeah, feel like with Jace, like, a, a process. lot. Yeah. Way more, like, surgeries and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, and that's, like, other thing. Like, my son has been through seven surgeries now. And I'm, like, I don't. I've never, and his dad hasn't been through any either, yeah. so it's like, we're both new to this, but like, at least I know the way he reacts to anesthesia, yeah. so like, I'm kind of basing it somewhat off of that. It's so scary um, watching them get put down, like, under, uh, for me it was. Well, I never saw him, like, get put under. Has he never had, like, an MRI or anything like that? Well, he doesn't go under. I go with him. Okay. I've always gone in the machines with they him. They had to put my daughter down. Maybe it wasn't an MRI. Like, there was something that my daughter got where they actually had to give her anesthesia. Some scans they will. so, like, Some scans terrifying. they will put you under if it's, like, an extensive. Yeah. Or, like, a long scan or yeah. something like that. But I've always gone in the machines with him. Um, even in the machine? Mm-hmm. Okay. See, they, and, and probably everyone does it different, too. Like, what they feel like they want yeah. even to deal with. But I had to, like, hold her there. 
and yeah, like cat scans and MRIs. Her. I have to like and hold like, him. Which as he when he was younger, he did a lot better. Now he gets like his regular MRIs and stuff like that. And so he like it's not as fun anymore because I have to hold him and be like, shh, it's okay, it's okay. Stay down, stay down. <laughs> yeah, because if you move, those pictures are like it's over with. Yeah, and I think that's okay. why they probably put her under is maybe to mm-hmm. just to avoid, avoid that, that yeah. as a whole. But yeah, anesthesia can be a little like frightening, but it is. I've been under two times for my wisdom teeth and I actually also had a growth on my foot that like they didn't know was a cancerous Mm -hmm. because it was like new and they removed it I had a biopsy and they put me under for that and like while I was going under I guess like when the doctor came to like explain things to me and my mom like I was questioning him like did you graduate college what medical (laughs) school school did you You go to yeah like they were already like I guess they put you on that one thing first like and then they They, put you on something to like make you go to sleep i don't know i don't it was like a process my son has had one like outpatient surgery um when he had to have like his hydro seal removed which is something that preemies deal with too um and before that surgery they gave him like it's almost like an anti-anxiety medicine for people but it makes them very like like, yeah like yeah that's that's what they gave me too because i was definitely like but he never had that with his other surgeries because they tend to be more emergency surgery yeah um he's only had two surgeries that weren't emergency surgeries like planned out okay today we're gonna go do something yeah yeah so how is he doing now good we haven't had any issues and knock on wood he hasn't had any issues with his shunts in over a year good so i think once they get out of that like under two stage where they're growing so rapidly and a lot of things are changing yeah um that tends to be the time where like they have more issues and right. need more revisions and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah, he's doing good. We could probably do a whole episode even on being preemie moms. <laughs> yeah, preemie we moms, are both like preemie whole... moms. Yeah, which that's is pretty it's crazy. crazy that when I we went we met in school, that's when I got pregnant. Yeah, and I remember talking to you about like yeah, your like, birth story and having like, I a preemie. With and... I was like, oh yeah, like it was very interesting and like, but I never knew that I would connect you were gonna so have... much to it. Yeah, yeah. that's so crazy. crazy. Like. It's so wild. All the things that come with it. It's it's a journey. It's not it's an for ongoing the week, journey. And too. it is an ongoing journey. Like there's even sometimes my daughter definitely went through like um all the therapies, speech, mm-hmm. occupational, physical, and um now she's not in any of the therapies. Sometimes it's like I forget that she was premature. Oh, and for sure. I'm like, why can't she do this? Or why does this bother mm-hmm. her? Or maybe she'll be a little bit more touch or smell sensitive to something and you don't really think about it because they're just like out of that like hospitally stage, especially when life. it's your first child yeah. and your only child. Exactly. For you. So it's um, like, wait, why? Yeah, it's, it's crazy seeing me not having a second child for that being my first child birth baby experience, mm-hmm. and then having like my a daughter that one. just yeah, like they just not like, a normal kid, but a normal yeah, birth, a normal, <laughs> normal uh, pregnancy, a normal situation. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, even with eating, like, my son, he didn't get off a bottle until, like, like, a year and a half. Right. To regular food. Right. Um, and then versus her, she's nine months eating everything. Eating. Yeah. So solid foods, like, puree, solid foods, everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Because even you might think that you're, like... His thing with eating probably even goes back to digestive things, It was digestive. it's the same with Briley. Mm-hmm. Even now, I'm like having to make sure she's getting certain things yeah. or doing certain things because 
I remember always having to massage her stomach mm-hmm. and just like lean her on her left side. There's just so many things that come yeah. with being premature. Yeah, digestive, sensory, um, and also like um, what they call tone mm-hmm. in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're premature, like he was 28 weeks, you don't develop like a suck swallow skill until about 35, mm-hmm. 36 weeks in the womb. So. I think it's, it might be 34. And when you're born ahead of time, mm-hmm. that, like, adds up. It's not like on the 34th week you've developed those yeah, skills. Like, so you have to... you have to understand a baby is in the womb practicing. They don't have to. Things, yeah. They can swallow the amniotic fluid, like, practicing those things. And yeah. then you're out, and you're like, nope, you have to drink. Like, yeah. There's a difference between practicing no without you're having in the game. something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting thrown in the game before it's time. <laughs> no training. <laughs> but, For yeah. sure. But, yeah, so, like, yeah, there's... Like, uh, I've seen him go through surgery, so that, like, doesn't scare me as much. Like, and it's just a general everyday procedure, too. Something crazy extensive. No, yeah. like, major arteries or yeah. organs or things like that that have to be, like, afraid of. So, And it probably feels good even to go into your consultation and um, for them to say, you know what? Let's, we're going to give you to somebody else who's even more. Like, yeah. when you go somewhere He's like, and not they don't act like up. they know it all and they say, yeah. I want to give mm-hmm. you the referral. That probably, it feels the same way, like, when you come in for even as a client. Mm-hmm. Like, if I can't do something or I think somebody else could help, yeah, I'm like, you let me tell you probably the right way to, to dermatologist. go. Right, you know? Instead there's, of being like, I can fix yeah. it. And there's then always things it. outside of everybody's scope. Yeah. You know? So that has to be comforting to know that they're, like, confident enough in their work to even be able to refer you to somebody yeah. else. And then you'll probably go back to them. Like, if you, you know, want something yeah. or you'll tell people, oh, this is a good place to go. So mm-hmm. that'll be really good. That's exciting. So when it comes to surgeries, like, do you want to, do you want to personally get any, like, cosmetic, like, surgeries, like, um, in your life? I think everybody wants things. Like do I think I ever will? Probably not. Even, like, when you're getting, like, a little older, you don't think you'll get just, like, a little, like a little, like, even if it's not a surgery, even if it's, like, Botox. I definitely want under eye filler. Uh-huh. That's probably one of the biggest things that I do want because I've just genetically, you can look at my kids and we all, like, have, have like, deep under eye circles. Yeah. So that's, like, something that I've always wanted to do. Other than that, maybe, like, filler. I know people have done a lot of, like, um non-intrusive like nose jobs yeah with like shaping your nose in a certain yeah, way with, filler. with fillers yeah but nah, i'm not really too much like there's nothing that i really want to like change, change, change. Dramatically. like i don't need a new body yeah maybe a, a breast lift i not always even, like, say i'll get no yeah i'll get a breast lift sometimes yeah. with lifts they do put something inside yeah. because of the all the extra like skin i don't have anything but crazy i would get a breast Just, List 100,000%. But yeah, but I after wouldn't want like a full, like one more kid. Yeah. I wouldn't want a full boot out or anything. Maybe if I had more kids and like, I, like right now, I don't have like loose, loose skin anywhere yeah. or anything like that. So like maybe if for some reason I did down the line, maybe a little tummy tuck, yeah. but nothing that's like a drastic change. Yeah. I feel like I would potentially to prevent wrinkles do Botox yeah. in the future. And I obviously don't need, like, under-eye fillers, but I've seen the wildest results mm-hmm. from you just getting under-eye fillers, and then your whole face looks different. Oh, yeah. Like, and it, I've it's definitely, not, like, held my face eyes and been like, oh, that's what you could look like. No, like, seriously, yeah. it's really, like, crazy. Even with, like, darkness. Like, I've seen, like, really, like, darker complexion, like, people, like, even, like, in the Indian community or... 
even in the African-American community, there's this, I wish I could remember the page, and they'll get those fillers, and it's, like, so dark down there. Like, you would think that it would be impossible for it to go away. away. And it's, like, all Mm -hmm. the way, and they even look a little, like, younger and, like, brighter. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm definitely down with the cosmetic procedures that people get. There's just nothing that, like comes to mind to like oh I want this done yeah and like I definitely used to be insecure about my nose growing up I think the older I've gotten now there's like there's nothing that bothers you that much yeah like, you're just like this is my nose me. and I love yeah. my nose it's a fine I nose. used to like be the kid that like I would be sitting in class and if you were sitting next to me like I would turn certain ways I'm like I just don't want them to see me from the side profile like yeah. I would do everything that nobody would realize or even exactly. pay attention to but I was like right. no I one's can't, checking they can't you, see me from my like profile like right. like like somebody's not gonna ever see my side profile yeah. like I, I don't yeah. know what I was hiding like middle school me being so insecure about my nose yeah I know this sounds weird but like growing up I was I'm born and raised in Charlotte but like four years I was raised in Virginia yeah. in elementary school and um I don't know I I just used I, I don't eat meat now but I used to love Slim Jims and like if I mm-hmm. ate meat still like I would probably definitely like reach for beef jerky or Slim yeah. Jims so when I moved back to Charlotte in fifth grade I um my mom would always give me Slim Jims. They're my favorite snack. But I would hide eating them because I would be embarrassed that, like, people would make fun of me for eating Slim Jims. And I would literally, like, break them under my desk during snack time mm-hmm. and eat them. I would, like, just lean you were, over. Just because you were embarrassed of the snack or embarrassed of eating in general? Embarrassed of the snack, okay. girl. Like, I thought people were going to make fun of me I specifically Slim about Slim cool. Jims. I don't even – I just say all I have to say, like, as children – a, we need to be teaching our kids to be nicer and yeah. more loving because kids are bullies. Kids are super bullies, especially I never now. Bullied. Like it's even worse. And I was never also I was never bullied as a kid, but I was definitely picked on. Picked on, and it never, makes you more self conscious. Yeah, so I don't know what it's like to be like straight pointed out bullied constantly by somebody. But, but I feel like we should put more attention on picked on because it's low key like that subliminal bullying like we need to stop raising bullies right no like seriously like there I will never forget me dropping off my daughter in kindergarten and I know that she was excited to go to the school because like her pre-k there's nothing wrong with any race being in school but it was like she was the only ethnic person except for one person everybody else was white so when she went to school and she saw this little table with other black girls with their hair Mm -hmm. braided I know in her heart she was like (gasps) Yeah. There's girls that look like me and they have braids yeah. in their hair. And they sat. she sat down at the table and one of the girls looked at her and was like, you can't play with us on the playground. Girl, it took everything out of me to not, like, knock that little girl out. You know, I think there's, like, a big misconception that, like, like I feel, like, sometimes I can't talk about it, but I've almost gone through the same thing opposite because I was raised in um, a community that I was the minority. Right. Like, I've always been... Um, the minority and like I it's not really like talked about or like but like I can relate to those feelings 100% even though, like people sometimes make me feel like that's not valid it would be like shame shaming but, you for saying it but yeah, like, regardless you, you kind of you don't want to only be around your own race and obviously diversity yeah. is good I love blended but, everywhere right. but like it feels nice to feel mm-hmm. like there's like mm-hmm. people who connect with you yeah I almost feel guilty sometimes and sometimes when, when matter, I'm feeling that way yeah. like Oh, these other white people were like, oh, I shouldn't feel that way because people say screw white people. Like, right. it, 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 like, like there's a healthy medium like we need to get to. Like it's not yeah. hate all white people. It's not. I can't stand that whole thing. Like how we like force white people to like be ashamed of like being yeah. white or like 
I don't remember this girl's name, but there was this whole thing where I guess um, y'all all know this TikTok where people like mm, <laughs> yeah. this one right here. So she like got on and was like, can we just talk about this? What is this? And like did this. So now everyone's shaming her, saying that she's disrespecting black culture, saying that she's racist, everything. And she and basically what it was was her doing this. And then the next video was like five minutes of her crying on Instagram, talking about how sorry she was. She didn't mean for it to be against any race like she thought it was a stupid millennial dance not a black dance not a white dance a hispanic dance just a stupid dance like why are you popping on social media for this and it was just so sad for me to see because everyone under there was like that's what happens when you come for the black community you should be put in your place blah 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 and it like creates an environment that if let's say this white person isn't racist Mm -hmm. or isn't discriminatory they might even turn that way because yeah. every experience that they're now having with the African-American community is one yeah. where they're basically saying, you're not as good as us or mm-hmm. your opinion doesn't matter. Like, I think that we're trying to, anybody trying to combat hate with hate is just never going to not work. not going to go anywhere. And I, like, I see that all the time of like, oh, well, it's our turn to be this way. I'm like, well, why? why? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. No, um, it doesn't. Because then we're going to have something in the next hundred years where they're like, oh, think about all the mistreatment that black people mm-hmm. did. Just like we're having talk, talks about all the mistreatment. And first of all, obviously, it's not talk, the same. It's not the same. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, is like you said, you mm-hmm. can't combat hate with hate. And obviously, I'm half black and half white. And it just bothers me, like, knowing that my grandmother is the most supportive, loving person who loves all races. Mm-hmm. She is white. And she will come to an event that is predominantly black and feel secure she will not feel judgment and she will feel happy so Mm -hmm. it just like breaks my heart when people are like categories categorize white people and like just like white people as a whole and it's just like no yeah that kind of like scenario sucks because like me growing up obviously like I never felt like out of place or like I never was put out of place like my mother was very um my mother was completely very adamant about like we are all the same. Like, growing up, there yeah. was no black and white. Like, there wasn't, like, I didn't know what black and white was. Like, it was, like, their darker skin and their lighter skin. Like, there was never race right. brought into my household exactly. at any point. Um, So, growing up, like, I never felt out of place. I never, like, looked at a crowd and said, oh, there's more black people than white people here. Oh, there's right. more Hispanic people than, like, I never looked at a right. crowd. And then now that I've gotten older, that's, like, pushed down our throat so much mm-hmm. that, like, now I'm at the point where, like, yeah, I do feel uncomfortable going certain places now because I don't I'm know if I'm going to even be accepted. Yeah, I'm looked at as, like, what are you doing here? Like, right. some of my favorite places to eat, like, I have my, my husband going and get the food because I'm, like, I'm too white. They're going to look at me like, what are you doing here? You know nothing right. about this. Like, right. And that I, literally should speak volumes to the African-American community that obviously you've experienced mm-hmm. times where people have put you in that zone. It's just like when I, I don't know if I was telling you or somebody else, like I went to order Spanish food and I ordered in Spanish and I don't know fluent, fluent Spanish, Mm -hmm. but I knew enough for her that I knew she was talking junk about me. The other girl to someone else, like she literally said that stupid B and like she thinks she knows and like that's all I got. But now ever since that day, I have literally not really walked into Mm -hmm. a Spanish place and spoke Spanish. Mm -hmm. I've talked to some Spanish people that are like, girl, start speaking Spanish Mm -hmm. again. (laughs) 
Because that was one person, yeah. you know, and it's the same way. Like, for everything. Ev- Your bad experience doesn't reign for all situations. Exactly. It doesn't. But We've I definitely <laughs> under. No, nah, we have. But we said this is what was the top. Yeah, the, this is a chit chat. going to be about. But I definitely experienced the same kind go. of thing um, in school. But, like, like, I know what it's like for black people to tell me. I don't fit in and for white people to tell me I don't fit in like it's like I'm not white enough for white people or black Mm -hmm. enough for black people I'll never forget like this guy leaning towards me in class and was like you're really cool for some rich white girl and like y'all not to like talk junk about my life but I've lived my whole life with my grandmother and my bedroom was a closet yeah literally I slept in my closet and that's where I was sleeping Mm -hmm. when he said that and I were on food stamps and wick and all these things to all these government assisted things yeah. and he had the nerve to like look at me and just make that judgment and it was just like yeah i mean same thing how me. I'm dare not, right i'm not and that's also like one of those things like i was raised in um a more minor minority community and like it it almost makes me not fit in with anybody because it's like oh well these caucasian people are too too like, fancy for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how to be that. Right. And, and then the more ethnic like, community I wasn't raised around money. Yeah. Right. Like, so where do I go? It's so crazy. So I just, I've always, like, I don't, your character is your character. I don't, like, your race has nothing to do with you being a kind person or a jerk. Right. So you show me one of those two things and you're just a jerk. I give you the energy you give me. <laughs> yeah, you're not a white jerk or a black jerk. You're yeah. just a jerk jerk. And if, I don't if like If you're you. a jerk to me and I catch an attitude with you, it's not because of your race. <laughs> right. Trust me. I will curse out the same racism and opposite racism it, an alien or a cow. It's crazy okay? though. It starts at home. No, it does. Because like I don't I like again, I was not raised around anything racist. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a racist bowen in our household mm-hmm. and like but i also had like distant cousins that were were yeah but, like i wasn't around them it was like once a year thing and they would say certain things and i'd be like what is that even like why do you think that like yeah. people are actually teaching you this like right. where is this coming from like right. uh, it's, it's definitely crazy to see it definitely starts at home so it like that's where you does. make those changes it definitely does and i focus on that with like my daughter i can't say that i don't teach her to like not see color but like I teach her to love everyone equally but I am very adamant about like there's being like proud of being black um and loving everyone like that doesn't mean that white people are lesser Mm -hmm. than you it doesn't mean you're better than anyone else but like I do teach her the differences um and talk a lot like I remember one time my mom was like well I don't know how much you want me to tell her about segregation like they were learning about it in school and I was like everything they used to abuse the entire african-american community you would not be able to go into a bathroom unless it was for black people like um like yeah there's a difference between um seeing color everywhere and then appreciating differences yeah there's a huge difference um in that but yeah and then we also have to like yeah the the blaming of everything like these people aren't good enough because of that. Oh, these people are crappy because their people did this. And at the end of the day, we're all a new generation. Right. We're all moving forward. Like, let's take that with kindness and not erase history, exactly. but improve history. Right. Like, there's racists out there, and we need to put them in their place. But let's not judge people that they are racist or aren't mm-hmm. racist before we have And I also think there's a difference between malicious racism and ignorant 
racism. There is a difference. And I think that's almost where the hate making things worse from like a minority community almost makes it worse because I remember we're not going to get too far into this, but I have been in, I was in jail. I'm mm-hmm. a felon. And I remember being in jail with this girl. And the first time she ever met black people was in jail. That's it was crazy. her first interaction with black people. She was not racist, but she just like didn't know certain things or uh, just in general, you know, like that was her first experience. Like, sadly, ignorant people can still be hateful. But like there's this man at my church who unfortunately like prejudged me when he found out I was a felon. I don't know if it added to the fact that I have darker skin complexion than him or or what. But I don't make it my like mission when I go to church to like be not myself but yeah. I do make it my mission when I go to church to smile at him tell him hey so and so how the are best you side. and show the best side of me and since then I don't know if I've changed his perspective on all felons or just me yeah but I know that his perspective on me has changed um and so I think that it's important for when we meet those ignorant people who just don't know not to treat them like the people who do know, but they are coming from hate. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between hate and ignorance. Yeah. And like, we can definitely, it's annoying. All Trust me. Obviously we is... all know it's annoying yeah. to like deal even with ignorant racism. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just so ridiculous because we're in 2021 and like, how dare you even have these thoughts, but it is what it is sometimes. And it's more the best way is to, to take like the best mm-hmm step forward it's like more sad to me than anything like it is definitely sad it's just it's the same kind of people that just go around and treat people like crap because they're having a crappy day like yeah but i've seen what's going people on it's it's crazy just to know how much racism still exists in 2021 mm-hmm. like me and my boyfriend went to best buy to get him um a gimbal for his phone we knew that Best Buy's in general had the gimbals because we looked it up previous to walking into Best Buy. We were in Ballantyne, which is like a really rich area of mm-hmm. Charlotte. And that's where I live. Like we were going to the Best Buy closest to me. Yeah. And um, we walked in and two people were standing at the front and we were like, hey, um, we're here to buy uh, this and that, you know, where are they? And not the guy at the customer service desk, like the guy who was just working, you know, from whatever mm-hmm. section. He was like, we don't have those here. And we were like, okay, well, let's say you do. Where would those, where would they be located? Yeah. And then the other guy was like, well, if we do have them, they'll be over here. So we go over there. The store is empty, by the way. We're the only customers except for somebody at Geek Squad. So we're standing there and we're looking and all of it's like locked up. Like we were in the store for at least 25 minutes. After 10 minutes, we were done looking for yeah. our product. We were standing there like waiting for assistance. This white couple comes in and the guy who told us they didn't have anything available walks up to the white couple and starts helping them. So we start just like still waiting. Mm-hmm. When he's done talking to them, I walk up and I literally say, excuse me, sir, can you help me with something? His response was, I don't think I can. It's like, I'm sorry, I think you effing can yeah. because you're a, a goddamn yeah. Best Buy employee. Yeah. Yes, you can help me. And I was like, okay, well... Sir, I don't know, but all we need is you to open up, you know, the thing. And he was like, okay, I guess I can help with that. He walks up. There's none available. I'm, I literally, he's right there. I'm talking to my boyfriend. I'm like, well, should we Amazon Prime? First, I'm like, well, um, can we order it online and get it shipped here? He was like, it'll take like two weeks. And I was like, dang, so do you want to like Amazon it or do this or that? 
after we have like a five minute conversation with him sitting there and listening, he was like, we can overnight ship it for no cost to your house. Girl, I was disgusted, like, with the entire experience. And we just said no thank you, and we left. And, like, it honestly, like, bothered us so much, like, to the point where, like, we wanted to call corporate. Like, never have I ever been told by an employee. I don't think you should in those. No. I think you should in those I can't help you. Like, I was completely shook. But in those situations, like, the only thing that I think is the appropriate thing is to call corporate, complain, and, like, have, like, a solution that way because turning up the only thing that would have done is confirm his beliefs yeah do you know like that's the only thing would have been done he would have literally just been like classic black people yeah yelling and shouting trying to get a rise right like and it just like confirms what it is so when it comes to stuff like that just i don't know you gotta just try to handle it as much grace as like you literally can but it's ridiculous and sad it's really sad I feel like that kind of brings us to the end. <laughs> I don't know. Like, where... <laughs> I mean, is there anything that's going on, like, with your business and, like, music? Anything like that that you kind of want to... Yeah, I can definitely on. give you guys, like, an update. Um, With my business, right now, my focus is honestly just getting organized. Um, I'm making some updates to my website. I'm adding, like, SkinScript products purchasable, like, nice. on my website with, like, images and descriptions. And so... A couple things like that will be changing. Um, of course, I'm always looking for new clients. I'm sure we both are. Um, and with music, I am, like, in the midst of just trying to figure out, like, the next step I, I want to really, like, take, I guess. Um, my main concern right now is just, like, working on my melodies and recording more music as opposed to, like, performing because I've been, like... Every time I perform, I always get good feedback, but I've just been a little, like, disappointed with certain things when I won't necessarily say, because I don't want to start drama in the <laughs> entertainment industry, but... So, like, on your side or, like, other people's <sighs> Like, on other side. people's side. Like, I just get a little bit, like, disappointed afterwards. Yeah. Not like the events aren't good or the shows aren't good, and honestly, I do so many shows, like, no one could even know what show I'm talking about, because I do so many, yeah. but... It's just certain times where I'm just like, mm, you know what? Maybe I should just. This wasn't up to par. This wasn't up to par. Mm-hmm. Or at this moment, it wasn't like what was for me. So right now my focus is just um, working on that. Oh, and then also I'm going to Atlanta this week. And when I'm going, it's to check out another space, like barbershop space. So once yeah. a week or once a month for a week, I can go to Atlanta well, nice. and build my clientele in Atlanta. If you live in Atlanta. So if you mm-hmm. live in Atlanta, I will be doing like once a week or once a month pop-up shops. That'd be nice. Yeah. So that's what I'm also working on is doing that. Cause I have some Atlanta clients. I have some clients that have moved to Atlanta and then Atlanta is obviously like such a great place to be if you're in the music or entertainment yeah. industry. So I just want to be able to like when I go out there, I'm not just spending hundreds of dollars. Like, I can, You're like, make a little money. Bit yeah. money back instead of that. So. Yeah, it'd be good to, like, expand in different states and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it'll definitely be good for me. So, I'm definitely excited about about that. And just, you know, continuously moving forward and growing. Mm-hmm. So, and if you guys want to check out my music and listen to it, you can listen on literally all streaming platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever. Um, and just type in Queen Low, just like my name, L-O. And um, I have music videos out. So if you guys are watching on YouTube or you want to head to YouTube, up. hit those views up. Dash is probably my most popular video. Everybody loves it. It's super mm-hmm. fun. 
match is probably my favorite and this fruit yeah. is really beautiful so and i have two more videos actually on the way one will be dropped hopefully within the first week of august i'm a little frustrated about the timing on that too <laughs> but i think when you start like diving into like doing your own thing yeah. whether it's in the music industry or aesthetics there's always bumps and like, roads and frustrations and trials and errors yeah. So, yeah you're like this is why people don't do this like a, a lot of time, times constantly. like i was in the in- entertainment industry before being a music artist but like now that i'm yeah. and so i already knew it took a lot but now i'm like you're on a is, different side of it yeah i'm like yeah. y'all this is crazy like some of y'all don't need to be in the music business yeah. like y'all don't know how to do business are you still um doing anything with modeling so modeling kind of dropped that i won't say i dropped it but it's just not a priority priority like i do it when i get booked like yeah. i don't really do a lot of modeling for like fun or for me like mm-hmm. with concept shoots it's more like um for my friend like the shorts i was wearing in the other podcast my friend just mm-hmm. for art like i model for his brand or um anybody who wants like just images you know like for their website Mm -hmm. like stock images i do that and then of course i do like brand ambassador stuff where like maybe people like pay me to make a video or take pictures in their clothing and post it so i get a lot more of that um and like promotions so stay busy yeah girl i'm trying to stay organized that's like the main thing i'm like focused on when it comes to like being a jack of all trades it's like when when do I do this and when do I have time for me? Yeah. And like, I feel like that's definitely part of it. And I got a little like uninspired with content creating until the other day when I went down on my page and I was like, dang, I used to content create around my life. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like I would do yoga and I would time lapse the video. Yeah. I'm still doing the yoga for me. I'm not getting distracted, but Mm -hmm. I can post it and inspire other people. So I've been trying to get back inspired right now. I'm like in a, uninspired stage of my life i don't know i feel like this podcast has gotten me more yeah it definitely has helped and like having you around and like having somebody else to bounce ideas off of i agree has helped a lot with that and like it's almost gotten me more back into the treatment side of things being more passionate about that because i felt like i i was like getting kind of just unmotivated yeah when it came to like that and like i was just hanging on to like what's because I've always wanted to get that personality out there but like I never had um I never knew how to start it so I'm finally cracking that egg open yeah is that a I feel like that it it needs to be a saying because I like it (laughs) (laughs) we're finally cracking the egg open on our motivation and like getting back into our back feels good it does feel good it really does and even on those the hard days that I have I'm just like all right what are like the silver linings yeah and and like what's something i can look forward to doing exactly exactly that's super important mental health should definitely be on the top of all of our priorities and we should probably do a mental health overall podcast yeah that'll be good yeah something we all struggle with and i feel like the older i've gotten the more i've come to terms and realized like what i deal with and what i struggle with and like what other people deal with so it's nice to have that like connection with other people too that you're not alone 100%. We definitely need that, like, person to be able to, like, have. And it's important to talk about stuff like this so that other people are like, oh, I'm not weird and alone. Yeah. I'm not the only one that feels unmotivated, especially in this type of world where it's just like, if you're unmotivated, you're whack. Lazy. You're lazy. You don't know 
Like, dang You're not it. successful. Right. Like, whoo, Lord. So it feels nice to hear other people say it so the pressure can get off of you and you just feel like a human again. That's one of my favorite things about social media. Like, there's a lot of downsides to social media, but the connection that and yeah. relativity that you can find with social media is pretty amazing, especially lately. Like, I agree. Like, you can make one meme post or see someone else's mm-hmm. meme and, like, reach out and be like, dang, for, like, da 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 And me. now you've, like, went into a whole therapy mm-hmm. session. Yeah. It can be really cool. Well, we went on a long enough Yeah, we went on a long enough rant, rant, you guys. Today. A long enough chit-chat. We talked about being preemie moms and racism and uh, septoplastic surgeries. surgeries. Yeah. So <laughs> I really hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode and you just – if you guys have any feedback or anything where you feel like you wanted to just like talk back to us in this episode, then make sure yeah. you reach out to us through social media. And um, again, that is at Skin Talk Podcast. So we hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll definitely be checking in and letting you know about face surgery. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I know we're pre-recording right now for some, but I don't know if we'll stick in and like maybe I'll be up to it next week. Yeah, and, um, we'll kind of get like a middle episode in. Yeah, and you know what actually could be cool. As if you just, like, maybe vlogged, like, a little video. And (laughs) the video, like, just be like, hey, guys, it's da-da-da-da-da. And we could just, like, put it in. Like, sometimes in my church, they'll have, like, a little opener, like, video where they, like, maybe talked about what they did this week. This is why they're not here. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's nice. You know, something like, you know, like. A little pop-in. A little pop-in. Not a whole vlog, 10-minute vlog on your recovery, but more so just, like. Yeah. You guys are recovering. You know, something like that. Mm But we'll figure it out. You guys, we hope you really enjoy this episode, and we will see you next Monday. Bye.